All right, welcome to the Cavalier Podcast. I'm Matt Newton, joined by seniors Emma and Matthew. And today we're excited to interview the Director of Curriculum Instruction for Bedford County Public Schools, Dr. Trosper. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, all right, so we always start with a question of the day. And yours is, and again, they are always very random, and it's been pretty hilarious so far, the question of the day, which you've been a part of just a little bit ago, which is, if you were a fish, what would you be? You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. So I have a friend that's a vet, and I've, I've been talking about some cool animals, and so the fish I would be is an alligator garfish. You I know exactly that? what that is. What? Okay. Those are cool. No yes. idea what Will you that Google is. that? The, the yeah. terror of the Texas River. Yes, Google that. <laughs> um, we my were, sister loves those. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a mix of a fish and an alligator. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> what? <No. laughs> we used to watch, like, the big... Um, I don't know. That's like a dinosaur. Catch it or is. whatever that show is, where that guy would go into rivers and like get big fish. And this was always. So yes. whoever's listening, okay. you need to look this up because that is a dinosaur. That's right. Oh, that thing. Yeah. No known predators <laughs> and uh, impenetrable skin. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's, that's cool. amazing. That's well, a good one. Well, I think I'm going to be kind of lame. and Yeah, know. mine's. Mine's kind of <laughs> You go, you go. Mine's like koi fish. Wait, okay. those are so cool. They're cool, but they're those not are like... Really cool. They're like looking cool. They're not like... Actually cool? Yeah, actually cool. See, I, I thought about that. But then I decided on a mandarin fish or a goldfish. Yeah. No, um, no context for the goldfish. <laughs> I think I would be the... I don't think it's a swordfish. Whatever the fish is where the nose comes out and there's teeth. Is that a, a sawfish? Am I making oh, that up? Oh, it might oh, be a sawfish. I think so. Wait, yeah. those are also cool. I think I know what you're talking about. Which is like totally just not practical at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the name? <laughs> yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looks like a hedge trimmer. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> that so, is really funny. Anyways, there it is. Why? The question of the day. Why? You know. <laughs> it was, it was really laughing. <laughs> Why not is the I, main question. That'd be true. That's fair. All right. So that's it the question today okay so we always like to start off by um asking who you are where you're from do you have any siblings and what do you do for fun yeah so i uh, i've actually lived in virginia longer than any other state i've lived this is my seventh state oh, wow. so where am i from is a complicated question <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I've, i was born in oklahoma actually my dad went to oklahoma state university in stillwater um, moved from there to texas then to arkansas then memphis tennessee North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and then settled in Virginia. So, Goodness. so I'm officially wow. from Virginia. <laughs> I plan on staying here. Wow. Now yeah. I have more questions about <laughs> football yeah. stuff in yeah. a minute. But. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I do have some siblings. I have a brother uh, who lives in right now in Cincinnati. He's getting ready to make a move to Denver, Colorado. And uh, my sister already lives in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So brother and a sister. So Mr. Haas told us that you're a Tennessee fan. What sports do you follow and how do you feel about Tennessee football right now? Oh, I am a Tennessee fan. Yeah. <laughs> so when I lived in Tennessee, I was that was kind of my formative years. So I, I got to be a fan then. And um, of course, I follow football. If you're a Tennessee yeah. fan, that is <laughs> that's pretty much it. And everything yeah. else is an afterthought. Uh, but it is a good time to be a fan. I mean, our, our baseball team was number one most of the year last year. Our basketball team's top 10. So it's we're not used to that. And, yeah. and so uh, it's been a really cool season we're having right now. Um, you know, when I started becoming a fan, we were usually top 10, you know, sometimes top five, even won the national championship yeah. when I was in high school. And 
a lot of people don't remember that. And, and so we've, we've gone through some ups and downs. We get a new coach, we get excited, then they get fired. And new coach, we get excited, they yeah. get fired. <laughs> two years ago, we were three and seven, probably going to be on probation from the NCAA. And then all of a sudden this year, we're last week number one in the college football playoff poll. And so yeah. we're not there anymore. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I try to take some perspective and remember that okay, I, I really want us to be number one and kind of disappointed we lost this weekend, but it's nice to be a part of those conversations. So. Totally. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. it's it's a great time to be a Tennessee Vol. Okay. So besides football, do you pl um, follow any sport, other sports? Yeah, so so I never played football. I truly don't know as much about it other than it's just fun to watch. So I, mm -hmm. I played a lot of baseball um, and basketball, and so um, probably watch more football now, but uh, definitely um, kind of my first – Love my first sport was baseball, and um, so I, I, I. If it's a sport, I'm probably going to watch it if it's on. So okay. a little bit of everything. I'm a big Auburn fan, oh, as you probably know. Yeah, so <laughs> we're. I was watching the Georgia game, the Georgia Tennessee game, because yes. you know it's good for for Auburn if Georgia loses. Absolutely. But I had to turn it off. It was. I was. It was rough. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, you kind of expected that because they've been so good for so long. And, yeah. But the problem is I got myself talked into we might have a chance. <laughs> yeah. And and some people were picking Tennessee. And by the beginning of the game, I'm like, this is it. You know, we're yeah. going to win. And it didn't take long to get our hopes shot. So, mm -hmm. you know, got some work to do. Yeah. Um, so who's your favorite Tennessee player? <laughs> do you mean besides Peyton Manning? Yes. I almost put that in the like, okay. parentheses. Well, yeah, absolutely. What about current player? Or so my favorite, stuff? well, does it have to be current? Because if it is, it's definitely Hendon Hooker. He's our quarterback. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He's been the Heisman favorite. Seems like a solid guy. Actually, children's author. Did you know that? No. He has written a book, a children's book. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, with his brother. And uh, basically, it's the ABCs, the alphabet, and every letter has a, a scripture that teaches you how to be a better football player. So oh, wow. <laughs> he, that's how he used his NIL money was to try to be a good influence on kids. So, so will that be wow. um, required reading for uh... – <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, as far as uh, yes, my favorite player besides Peyton Manning is Eric Berry. Eric, okay, he was he was about two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Really good player. Went and played for the Chiefs for a while. Yep. just a good guy. I loved watching him play. I remember him and um, Auburn was recruiting him pretty hard, yep. and so I was sad to see him not land with us. But I sort of like Tennessee. Yeah, being, being well, from Roanoke, you know, there's um, a lot of people. There's a lot of Tennessee fans there for some reason. Yeah. so you kind of you, you bump shoulders and. You know, that's good. right. I mean, if you want, we can scrap all the questions and just talk about Tennessee. I, I mean, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> done. Well, we had a um, we had a player here, one of my soccer players, go play at Tennessee. Really? In fact, she'll be on the podcast pretty soon. Um, Katie Cousins. Okay. So she I've went, actually met her. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice girl. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. And uh, she, um, you know, went played for the national team a little bit and and kind of the under, I think under twenty team World Cup and stuff like that. And then. Um, She's at she's with um, the Angel City FC right now. Oh, in, good for her in LA, which is really awesome. That is awesome. Um, so, okay. So, um, are you a sports guy? Do you play any sports? Do you like any other teams besides Tennessee? Yeah, I definitely love sports. Yeah. So we um, usually on the weekends there's college football on or NFL mm -hmm. on Sunday. So absolutely. Um, so for me, it really starts with Tennessee and. My favorite teams are the ones that played on Tennessee. So I was a Colts fan for a while, and then I turned into a Broncos fan when they traded Peyton. And I'm kind of lost right now. I, you know, I, just, <laughs> I don't really know who to root for. But I, I, for baseball, I do root for the Yankees. So 
Okay. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So I, I, I like baseball. Try to watch them whenever I can. Um, but again, it's all it's all Tennessee volunteers. <laughs> so tell us about your college experience. Like, where did you get your different degrees from? Yeah. So actually, first time I've been in Virginia, went to Liberty University. Um, started here in uh, 2002. Uh, graduated in 2006. Actually, met my wife at LU. Uh, and so I student taught at Liberty High School and was fortunate enough to get a job at Liberty High School and, and teaching and then got my master's at LU uh, in, in administration and supervision, um, took some time off and then went back to school later and got my doctorate at Virginia Tech. So, okay. yeah. Um, what led you in the career in education? So you're really not supposed to say this as a teacher, but I guess it's I, I've, I've been here long enough I can. I honestly wanted to be a coach. Okay. And so I thought, well, if, if I teach, then I can get a coaching job, you know. And mm -hmm. so I, I, all I really wanted to do with my life was coach baseball, um, run a varsity program. And yeah. um, I got into teaching and turned out I really liked it, really enjoyed it. I love uh, being around the kids, um, just learning from them, watching them be successful. And, and you know, from there, I, I, I still did coach, but kind of saw my career going in a different direction. So I, I never got to be a, a run a varsity program, and that's okay. You know, we all make decisions, but um, sadly, that was my motivation. And um, <laughs> I would not encourage you, if you ever become a teacher, to say that in an interview. <laughs> so what sports did you coach? So I coached baseball. Uh, so I was the, the JV baseball coach for seven years at Liberty. Um, actually coached basketball. And that was the first uh, the varsity boys basketball coach. Um, and I was assistant. Um, took a year off to go back to school. And then I came back and was the JV girls basketball coach. Um, and then spent a year with the, the varsity girls basketball. So then the uh, baseball and basketball is pretty much it. At one point I was asked to coach volleyball and I declined because I don't know anything about volleyball. <laughs> so I figured it's good to coach sports, you know. <laughs> Do you have any favorite baseball or basketball players? Well, my favorite all-time baseball player is Todd Helton. Um, surprise, he went to Tennessee. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, he was the quarterback that got hurt and was replaced by Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. So I, I enjoyed watching him for a long time. My current favorite player is Aaron Judge for the Yankees. Okay. I love, I love yeah. watching him hit. He seems like a great guy, just a good role model. So, yeah, it was a fun year this year for him. He's like a giant. Yes. <laughs> so we heard you have a background in history. Do you have a favorite time period or a historical figure? You know, I think I'm like a lot of people. I think World War II is my favorite historical time. It's just what a cool time. You think of all the the things that were happening and how scary the world was and how much that's influenced who we are today. I mean, it's just some great stories out there, um, you know, in so many different ways you could go. And, you know, thinking about my favorite historical person, that's like, you know, what kid do you love the most? Like, that's hard to choose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I definitely spent more time studying, you know, presidential history. So, mm -hmm. of course, I like you know, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. There's something to take away from all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, most recently, I've, I've read some books, uh, Harry Truman, Dwight Eisenhower, just the, the type of leaders. They were very different type of leaders, but the, again, there's just something to learn. Uh, I really like Winston Churchill. I mean, he's somebody that's just a fascinating guy, a lot of failures in life, but a lot of successes. And, you know, he, he in many ways kind of changed history. And, and he was the one that stood up and fought when nobody else would and, and held the line in Europe. And had he not, you know, there's no telling what our world would be like. So, yeah. That's one thing I've, I've really tried to go back and just do a lot of reading and uh, watch. If you look at my Netflix suggestion, it's all World War II history <laughs> movies, so they're on to me too. But, yeah, yeah, I think I'd have to go World War II. 
Um, going back to your like high school ages, as, like as a student, did you have any jobs? I did. Can I talk about high school and college jobs? Yeah. If totally. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I did play um, a lot of sports in high school. So the only job I had in high school was I was a, a fruit inspector. that's correct that was the title so uh, i worked for food line and what i did was i went into a warehouse which was a freezer and so (laughs) in the summertime i would go to work with my flannel shirt my thermals you know my jacket just drenched in sweat because it's hot and you go inside and work in the freezer and so i would they would have a big pallet of fruit and i would look at the apples and if it had a bruise or a scratch it would go in the bad box and if it was in good shape it went in the good box and that went on display it food lines so okay wow inspected fruit yeah so what happens to the bad box i don't know i never asked that question <laughs> yeah i don't know but uh, so that was my only high school job but i i had this belief that everybody should have a horrible job before they get like a real job and mm-hmm. so i had a few of them i didn't love and so uh when i was in college um i, I actually we moved to uh, pennsylvania so i did a couple of things i worked at after school daycare with the ymca so it was me and 30 kids kindergarten through fifth grade and, um, wow. I, I decided I was not going to ever work in elementary school again. But, you know, things change. Uh, I worked as a lifeguard uh, one summer. It's not as fun as it looks. Mm. I, I just, it was a YMCA. It just wasn't as fun. Um, I, I did, when we moved to Pennsylvania, I, w- I worked at the concessions at Hershey Park. So you ever been to Hershey Park? No. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a theme park. It's, you know, chocolate world. The whole town oh. smells like chocolate. It does. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, you can tour the factory, but they have an amusement park with roller coasters and all. And so... What I did was during the day, um, I had another job I'll talk about, but in the evening I would go work concessions for like concerts and all that. So I got to see some cool shows like Dave Matthews. And wow. This is early 2000s, so wow. like Three Doors Down. Yeah. Um, got to see Kiss. That was a cool show. That was that really is awesome. cool. Yeah. So you, you do the concessions, then afterwards you, you get to go see the concerts for free. But, you know, along with that, you get some shows that are not so good. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've also seen Kelly Clarkson and. I worked the Dippin' Dot stand for the Backstreet Boys, which is <laughs> no fun at all. Uh, really? <laughs> I, I, I feel like that would be cool. Yeah. You know, not when you're serving that to like eight-year-old girls. That There's uh. a line for miles long <laughs> trying to count their money. So, it, <laughs> yeah, funny. that I, I didn't love that um, as much. Uh, one weekend I worked nine circuses at oh, the ice wow. cream stand. My nine goodness. circuses, wow. yeah. So that's one of those where you you realize you should study hard because this is your future yeah Yeah. i worked at lowe's uh during the day i was a a plant receiver so i would get on the forklift get the pallet of plants off the truck and count them and inventory them and then tell the truck driver you're good to go and and then that's how they got on the shelf and so you know a lot of fun jobs for sure but made me thankful for my education was the qualifications for that uh, fruit inspector or you know that, that did not come up in the interview i think the qualifications were like you have a name you have a face you're breathing you're hired yeah, like, yeah. you can lift plants that's right and that's count right. yeah to yeah. be able to count yep. yeah and the last i worked at a golf course i did landscaping on a golf course so enjoyed that's that cool. yeah so tell us about the different jobs that you had like in education and around education sure so my career has been really interesting as an educator and probably not something I would have predicted, but I'm very thankful for it because I think every experience you, you learn um, and you take away from it and you go through challenges. So I started out as a teacher. I taught for seven years at Liberty High School, I taught social studies, taught government, world history, um, taught AP government, comparative gov. Um, and of course I coached. And then in 2012, I went to Stanton River Middle as an assistant principal, um, stayed there for four years, then I got a, a strange call 
I'm from the superintendent and said, we have an opening. We'd like for you to consider going to Manita Elementary. And I, I told you, I, last time <laughs> I'd been to elementary school, I said, I will never work with those kids. That's, <laughs> it was too hard. Um, but I did. And, you know, it was a lot of learning. You got to sit back and learn from the team. And, and um, lot, it, was, it was a really interesting experience. Um, the teachers are just so different and they're incredible in elementary school. So I spent two years there. Uh, and then I was uh, named the principal at Liberty Middle School which was a really great privilege because that was the first year it was open, the brand new building. Yeah. So um, they actually pulled me out of Benita in April and I got to be a part of a lot of the meetings with the, with the builders. And um, I was named principal when they were still driving a tractor through the front door. <laughs> wow. Um, and, and so wow. we got to make a lot of decisions about just, just anything. Where, where does the rooms go? What, you know, where does this sign go? I mean, just the decisions that we don't think about, we take for granted or who gets a key and, uh, so I got to be a part of all that. It was just, to me, that was just a once in a lifetime experience that a lot of people don't get to do. Uh, and then after a year, um, got another call from superintendent and said, we'd like you to be the principal at Liberty High School. So, um, which was really cool. I got to go back to where I started teaching and, and got to be principal with some of my colleagues. And um, and that's where I've, I was for two years. And then before I moved to this job. And so I, I like to say, a Part of my job is just being perpetually confused <laughs> you're just learning so you yeah. learn to ask and you learn to where to go for help and learn a lot of humility but at the same time you know leadership is good leadership and good teaching yeah. is good teaching and so um you know and so that's all those great experiences i've learned from them but they've led me to this job which has certainly helped uh, with a lot of things i face there so what was the most rewarding position Oh, man, I think, you know, you like them all. You really do. And you think this is it. This is where I want to be. And then another opportunity comes and, and, and you really think and pray and think, oh, is this what I should do? Um, I think probably the most satisfying has to be what we went through at Manita. So uh, my first year there, for, within the first month, found out we were denied accreditation, which means with, as part of the state's accreditation system, you have to meet certain scores, certain benchmarks. And um, you have essentially four years to get those scores right. And so I came in on year five and they had just fallen below that benchmark. And, and so the state said, you're denied accreditation. And so that invites a lot of scrutiny. You do a corrective action plan. Parents essentially have, have the right to take their kids to another school. They don't have to transfer. They can just pull their kids out because wow. the quality mm -hmm. of education isn't what they need. And so that was my first principalship and that's already mm -hmm. a little intimidating anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and so not only that, it's a lot of state scrutiny. It's a lot of visits from the Department of Ed. Um, again, it's a corrective action plan, which essentially you're not good. How are you going to fix it? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so we just came together as a school. We really did. And there was already very good teachers there. Um, there was good kids, great community. They just needed, you know, some focus and some direction. And, and the main thing was get that morale up and let, and let the kids know we believed in them, let the teachers know we did. And so... The idea was that it was going to be a multi-year process to show improvement every year to get our scores where they needed to be. And um, what happened was by year one, uh, we got out of it. We improved oh. our scores wow. and we were down in mm -hmm. three subjects and all of them came back to um, meet state benchmarks. So we spent one year denied accreditation. And I just think the, the celebrations that we had as a staff, getting to make those phone calls to the mm -hmm. um, superintendent, assistant superintendent, just bragging, well, hey, guess what? We just found out we made it. Um, <laughs> that. That it doesn't beat that, and I always think when I go to my next job, well, if I mess this up, I've got Manita. You know, yeah. at least I did good at one school. You yeah. know, and so a lot of good memories there, a lot of good shared experiences. That's awesome. Yeah. What was the path that allowed you to get to the current position you're in right now? Well, I think a lot of it 
when I originally was hired, I was the director of secondary instruction and in, in CTE. So it was just going to be middle and high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the elementary director leave. And so it opened up an opportunity for me to take over K-12. And what I did was I was able to use that and create a CTE position. That's where Mr. Haas's position came from. Okay. Um, uh-huh. I just felt very strongly we needed to um, not just manage and maintain CTE, but we needed to go the, to the next level in Bedford County. And so he's done a great job with that. Um, for me, uh, you know, part of my job is school improvement, which is really improving the quality of instruction in Bedford County. And um, every school I've been at has had some type of scrutiny from the state or some type of improvement to do. And so you really, when you go through that, you learn what good instruction is, you learn what a well-run school is, and, and, and you learn what to do and what not to do. And so those experiences combined with the, the elementary, middle, high school experiences, um, you know, really opened up this opportunity for this job. And so I, I really like it. I didn't want to leave Liberty. I, I really enjoyed that job. Um, but you know, you got to take opportunities when they happen mm-hmm. and, yeah. and these jobs don't open up very often. And I just thought if, if you're going to make it move, let's do it now. Cause it could be 10 years from now and mm-hmm. you know, you may be ready for a move. So, uh, but really just the experiences. And the other thing I've had great mentors. I think that's something I would encourage any student, you know, just get around people that have a lot of wisdom, and that have a lot of experience and get quiet and listen. Um, and so I've, I've been fortunate to be around really great leaders and, and I've been able to take some of those lessons and apply it and um, have done, hopefully done okay and allowed me to get to this job. So. Do you have any like mentors that you wanna share? Like who are some, some of your like sounding boards? Yeah, well, you know, right now my, my immediate supervisor is Dr. Woodford, she's the chief learning officer. And so she was my first principal I worked for. And I, and I think very often, you know, knowing how little I knew when I got that first admin job, you know, where would I be? Yeah. And she was so good about letting me come in and just unload and ask questions. I really don't know this. And I didn't feel like I had to fake it and pretend like I knew and that helped, but she's also very direct, you know, and she lets you know what you needed to do better. And you get to where you appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and so it's, that would be probably the first professional one that I've had. Um, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of them. As I go back to my teaching days, um, you might remember a guy named Don Toms. Do you remember him? Kind of. <laughs> a long yeah. time ago. Early on, he he said, you know, I think you might be a good administrator. Let me give you these opportunities. And I hated every second of it. <laughs> uh, I, I led, um, you know, social studies meetings across the county. It made me so nervous. And um, he sent me to different workshops. And I realized later he was pushing me because he saw something I didn't have. And I appreciated that. And um, we had good, good administrators at Liberty High School that um, encouraged me. And along the way. And so it's, it's a lot, but uh, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll say those two that it's, it's good to have somebody that pushes you a little further than you're comfortable going for sure. It's cool. So what does your day to day look like as a director of curriculum and instruction? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I've never been bored um, in any job uh, as an admin. And it's one of those things I had to think about this because there's been days when I'll come home just exhausted. And my wife will say, well, what did you do? And I have no idea what I did today. Like I'm just, it was just so busy, but um, just kind of thinking about, you know, big picture, my job is to improve the quality of instruction in Bedford County, and that's, that's pre-K. We just started a three-year-old class all the way up to dual enrollment classes and AP classes. And so I, um, I work, we have a, a, a pre-K coordinator who, who works with preschools, and, and that's a, such an important part of a child's development, getting them ready for kindergarten. And, um, and then I meet with, with individuals from CVCC, University of Lynchburg, Liberty University, and we talk about how can we um, get kids the, the credit for college and high school credit. And so um, I, I get to do what principals want to do and never have time to do. Mm-hmm. 
every principal wants to lead instruction. They want to go in classrooms. They want to be around the kids. They, they want to um, give feedback. And, and that is what everybody loves to do. And they, they always get drawn into something else. And um, I'm so fortunate to have a job where I, I, a lot of my job is written to where I don't get pulled into some of the other, um, we'll call them fires have to be put out. And so I get to go into classrooms. I get to give feedback to teachers. I get to um, support teachers and principals and, and, and give suggestions and kind of help them improve. And the other thing that's cool about my job is you take the best teachers you can possibly imagine for every subject and they're part of my team. Uh, and so we have a supervisor of each content area, supervisor of CTE. Um, we have someone over preschool and essentially they are the best of the best. And, and, and it's my job really to provide direction. I think about it as like guardrails. Um, they are so good and so motivated. I just have to redirect sometimes. I have to set the tone. And um, and, and so what we do is we, we frequently communicate every day. We troubleshoot. Um, we think about what needs school have. Um, we look at data, and, and we think about what is a skill or a subject that that's, that kids are struggling in. And then we think about what is, what can we do to support those kids, and we develop plans of action to go out and, and support those schools. And so this last month, I've done a lot um, of time in schools where we do academic reviews. And so there are some schools whose scores have fallen below where the state expects them to be. And so we, I lead the team that goes in. And, and we essentially look at all aspects of the school. We look at their instructional leadership. So we really scrutinize the principals and, and the admin team. Uh, we look at the classrooms and the quality of lesson planning, the quality of instruction. Sometimes we look at the school climate and even the way the resources are distributed. And we essentially develop um, recommendations for those schools. So that's, that's a pretty intensive process. That's how my last months have been. Um, I also, as part of being over school improvement, along with um, the director or the executive director of school administration, Dr. Cornett, we look at school improvement plans. So every, every school in the state is required to develop a, a comprehensive school improvement plan. And so we look at that, we give feedback, we help schools take those next steps. And so I've done a lot of that lately, um, just talking to principals, giving them feedback. Um, the, the most recent that's really taken a lot of my time is program of studies. So, and I don't know if students even know what that is. I know teachers do, but, it, but essentially that is a list of courses we offer in Bedford County. And so we're expected to offer courses that align with the state. And so we write this document every year and we propose new courses. So tomorrow night, I'm gonna be presenting that to our school board. And, Got to, we're excited. We've got 18 new courses. We're going to propose 14 of those are CTE. Oh, um, most wow. of those are going to be at JF, Forest Middle right. and JF. Yeah. yeah. So a um, lot of good opportunities. And so it's, it's more than just a class. It's strategically, what do our kids need? What is the job market saying? How can we help these kids get prepared for life after, co uh, after high school, whether it's college or the workforce? So really, it's just it's, it's, a, it's, it's school improvement. And I just have the, the greatest job. I really do. So um, and, and this is cool too. I have to say, what a perk to get to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get to be on a podcast and, and be around students again. So that's awesome. We were trying to get Mr. Hoss to divulge the new courses, but yeah, yeah. he we were trying to get it. the scoop. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, it's not a good idea to share that before the board here. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to students to be successful in school? Yeah. So I think that as you think about the future, whether you're going to go to college or not you're all eventually going to have to answer to somebody, whether it's a job or you have a boss or it's a family, a spouse, your kids. At some point, your life kind of becomes about other people. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a very good thing. But um, what I would say now is really think about how you can set yourself up for success, because this is your time to really focus on you. And I don't mean that in a way to be selfish, but, you know, what is it you want to do with your life? And you may not know what career, um, but 
you can think about steps you need to take to, to be successful. And, and what I would say is, of course, you want to study hard and make good grades, but just as important, if not more important, uh, meet people, network, and, and really just introduce and ask questions and really think about, like, what can I learn from this person? And so really take time, like I said, to set yourself up for success, invest in yourself, work really hard. Um, it, it, there's so much more beyond grades. You know, have good relationships, make good friends. Don't hang out with your friends so much you fail your classes, but don't neglect <laughs> those friends either. And, and um, you know, one of the things, I, I was such a serious student in college. You, you look back and you're like, was that necessary? You know, like there were so many opportunities I might have missed out in life experiences. So I, it, it might sound weird hearing from, the one over academics, but people matter, relationships matter, and, and, you know, make sure you invest in those things as well as your grades. So to close us out, is there anything else that you want to share or maybe something that you're currently promoting? Well, tune in tomorrow for the program of studies. That gives you a good opportunity. I don't know how exciting that is for kids, but uh, um, that, that really kind of helps us set the tone for the next few years. Um, I, I would say, um, Keep an eye out for those CTE courses. I think there's some good opportunities too, because those, if you can do that, um, and don't think about it as college or CTE. You can do CTE and college, and so I'd really promote that. Um, a lot of good opportunities upcoming. So, yeah, cool. I'll definitely be looking because I wanna. We've been we've been wondering. Okay, so. I feel like okay. I would be. I'm still really interested in it, but also I feel like I would be more if I could take one next year. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to college. Yeah. yeah. So I can't. We'll FaceTime you in. Or yeah, you know. put me in one of the classes. Yeah. Well, you can go to teacher school, and then you can come back and teach us CTE yeah. classes. So. Um, all right. So we um, like to play a little either or at the end. I'm okay. sure you've heard this. Um, and they're for the most part, they're all the same. Um, I'll start, and then Emma will uh, have a few more for you. So, Matthew. So, hammer turkey? Ham. Of okay. course. Yes, ham. People have been very specific about their hammer turkey, yeah. though, yeah. like warm or this or that. <laughs> All kinds. Doesn't yeah. matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Girl Scout cookies, Thin Mints or Caramel Delights? So I'll be honest, I don't I don't know the names of them, but I know if it's got like chocolate and peanut butter, I like that kind, whatever you call that. That's the tag-along? I think, oh, I think I don't so. Know. It's been a Maybe. while since I've had them, but if it's got that, I'm, I'm in. The two listed are the only ones we buy. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, really, whatever it is, even if it's not my favorite, it's not that bad. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Girl Scout cookie. All right, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. That's one of my favorite things to do with my kids. That's awesome. I watch Star Wars. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Plain or barbecue chips? Barbecue. Yeah. Okay. Math or science? Man, uh, let's go science. Uh, yeah, definitely gonna have to go science. Might get you in trouble. But this yeah. one's easy. English or history? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cake or pie? You know, let's go cake. I, I like cake. Yeah. Donuts or cookies? Can't beat a good donut. Mm. Can't beat a good donut. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> dogs or cats? Dogs. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> um, hot dogs or hamburgers? I'm going to go hamburgers. There's a lot you can do with a burger. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I like a good burger. Chicken or beef? Beef. One of my hobbies, I like to I like to smoke meat. So, ah, so that's pork, good. pork ribs. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, you can smoke chicken, but it's it's not as good as that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mr. Miller joked that that's going to be a new CTE course. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I'd be happy Smoking to teach meat. that. Yeah. yeah. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Dill pickles or sweet pickles? Uh, let's go dill pickles. Dr. Pepper or Coke? You know, my whole life I've said Dr. Pepper, but I've switched the last few years. I've turned into a oh. Coke person. You believe uh, that? Good choice. Yeah. Tennessee or Liberty? Let's put it this way. 
I love Liberty. I've got two degrees from Liberty. We have season tickets to Liberty football and basketball games. If my own mother, and I'm sorry, Mom, if you hear this, if she suited up for Liberty University and played against Tennessee, I would still root for Tennessee. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's how I feel about Auburn. So <laughs> I agree. That's well, crazy. I think that's everything we have. So if you get anything else. No, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, that's this is great. Cool. Well, seriously, thanks for taking time out and being with us. I know you have like tons of things going on, but, you know, it's awesome to have you. Yeah. And um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. You can follow the happenings of Jefferson Forest on Instagram at WeAreJF and on Twitter at JFHS Sports. We'd also love for you to hit the follow button for the Cavalier Podcast on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode.